Whenever you are joining me here, we are at Wired for Danger slash Jill's Journals slash the Dangerous Freedom Podcast or whatever it will be. But for today, it's really important. Today is Friday. It is April 22nd, I believe, which would make today Earth Day, which usually, you know, is all about celebrating nature and things like that. But I have actually a different aspect of nature I want to talk to you about today. And, you know, I actually had something else recorded. I tossed it for today because this, I think, is way more important. And it popped into my mind just a little while ago. And all of a sudden, I'm like, this, this is what I need to talk about. Because at the same time, uh, the conversation I've been having for the last, I don't know, 20 hours or so, is that Russia is saying that they need to prepare for a retaliatory nuke this Sunday. Sunday is April 24th. It's Orthodox Easter. There's a symbolic issue I was just made aware of. Uh, I was made aware that Putin really likes symbolism. And I also know that uh, we've been sort of dancing on this edge for quite some time. And we've been dancing on this edge of preparing, be afraid, preparing, be afraid for so long. I am finding myself exhausted. And so I was having that conversation. Do I really want to run down the hill? It's two weeks too early uh, because I am having one more panic button hit. And I don't have the answer to that, but I do feel obligated to at least pass that on, that there is some word in Russia that Sunday will be a bad, bad day. So in order for it to be retaliatory, that means there has to be a first strike and uh, just heads up, FYI, and as always, prayers that none of this happens. But whether it happens or not, it still makes the topic for today of vital importance. And that is this idea of predators. You know, I've been talking to you about this nervous system of Wired for Danger. And it's interesting, since I'm in a new place, you know, I'm experiencing new personalities, and it takes a little while to see people for who they are. And you know, being in such a tiny microcosm of people, it's been interesting because, you know, previously most of my uh, situations, other than the last one in Arizona, have been surrounded by mostly retirees. And so when people are in their 70s and 80s, it's such a different conversation. It's such a different way of interacting with people. And it's a different set of expectation because you just know that there's not a whole lot they can do for you or do to you. So you sort of put them aside and say, you know, I will help you as I can. And how can I uh, be helpful, useful? You know, what can we trade? Those kind of conversations. But there's not like a threat meter going on with most people who are older, their children, their neighbors, maybe. But I haven't had that activated in a while. And then it got triggered big time when I was in Arizona because all of a sudden I was seen as uh, the outsider. I was that lone wolf that was sort of trotting around looking for a pack. And it was made extremely clear that I was not welcome into that group. And so, you know, by a 
miraculous sort of set of steps, I found myself here and I have found myself accepted in this pack, but not by everybody. And that's what sort of popped into my head today because by nature, I can't help but start, you know, evaluate people and kind of place them in a hierarchy much the way a wolf does. And I am very much that solitary wolf on the outside. And while I would ideally stay there all the time, you know, the situation is such that I do need to come in to the community for a little while. But while I'm here, I also recognize in myself that I too am very much a predator. And most people wouldn't say that about me, but there was an instant instance yesterday where uh, that part of me resurfaced that I try to not show anybody. The dog is the only one that really gets to see or feel it unless I'm really, really tired. And then I can't keep it in check. And that's sort of like the trickster coyote, right? You hide who you are, which I very much do, but it also allows me to see those who are like me. And I was thinking about that because there's one person in this immediate uh, circumference that I have only seen once up close and that was with his back to me and while he visits this property he never comes while I'm up and awake because everybody's figured out like I'm down for the count at about three or four o'clock I'm ready to sleep at seven so people have already figured out if it's afternoon or evening I am gone. You don't have to worry about seeing me unless there's a big fat emergency. But I've noticed he comes down late at night and he doesn't come down to see me. And the one time he was in the room with other people here, let's just say, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck went up and I made a mental note. That is not somebody that I ever want to get close to or involved with or do business with. And uh, everybody else here has a very different perspective because he he uh, he presents himself as useful. But let me get you what you need. And I've come to learn that he has uh, gotten the rights to the property next door to me. Uh, he's... I believe, trying to get the rights to the property here because there's a lot of stuff that he could sell. And as that sort of flashed in my mind, it occurred to me how everybody else is having a different conversation in their head about how they think they're using him. And if there's one thing I know about predators, they are never being used unless they want to. And as we sort of sit again on this precipice of oh God, let's not make this uh, be a nuclear weekend. A lot of people who have been hidden predators because they could go out and buy what they needed will be coming out of the cracks. And that's really, you know, that predatory nature is often the dark side of the wired for danger person because whether they're just extremely damaged emotionally or they have, you know, kind of an advanced psychopathy or sociopathy, whatever that inhibition that normal, non, you know, predator people have to not do harm, to not take. uh, When you get into a crisis, 
all kinds of the, all the rules go out the window. And people who are super predatory, all they see is a grab for power. People who have latent predatory impulses, I would put myself in that category. I can control mine. I don't make decisions and I don't interact with people in a way that I take advantage of them if I can help it. I try to keep the score even in my own mind. Uh, We might get a little more so because it's a survival issue, but people who are prey, which is often the fight, I mean the flight and the freeze people, you are in some serious trouble. Now as an interesting side note, and I haven't been able to get video of this, there's a domesticated rabbit living on the property. And I thought I saw it the other day. It was, I thought, is that a black rabbit? You know, not like the cottontails or the jackrabbits, which have that kind of gray color where they fit into the foliage, but it was in the shadows. And so I thought, oh, maybe I'm imagining something. Well, the, uh, I guess the lady next door, it was her pet. It got out and somehow it's migrated over here and it lives under, it actually lives under the trailer of the building I'm sitting in talking to you right now. But I keep seeing it almost every morning on our walks. And this morning, it was all the way up by where I am parked. And I am parked very far away for a rabbit to go because there are all kinds of obstacles between me and its house and not the kind of obstacles that you can duck under. It has to go out into the open space quite some distance to get back to its safe place, you know, its place where its little hobbit hole is. And... It's gotten comfortable, like with, I had two dogs and me standing probably within 10 feet of it yesterday, and it just sat there because it's been trained that humans aren't dangerous. It's not sure about the dogs, but it still has enough of that flight response to take off. Now rabbits do two things. They freeze up, which is why the babies all get killed because they don't understand the difference. Uh, They run because they're very fast. And in some cases I've seen them fight. And I have a video of that where the mama rabbits will fight the snakes uh, trying to save the babies. Unfortunately, they very rarely win that fight in the end, even though it can go on all day as I have personally experienced. But it just really made me think as I saw that little baby, or it's not a baby, that little black rabbit up by my spot. I'm like, you are a long way from home. And that makes you extremely vulnerable. And it just sort of initiated this cascade idea between what happened to me yesterday flashing into my uh, more of my true nature that I desperately try to hide from everybody and its true nature pushing boundaries because it hasn't had a bad experience with a human Uh, it's not sure about us other than you know we're big and we move that most people are not prepared for the degree of predatory behavior that's going to come out and why that is so intimately tied to this nervous system of fight and how many people who have the fight nervous system are extremely intelligent and intuitive about other people because that is part of their predatory repertoire 
And sometimes you become extremely intuitive because you've been so traumatized as a child. It's a survival mechanism. So there's all kinds of reasons why that happens. And so it's never about is it good or bad, but it is something that happens all the time. But when chaos breaks down, then the real predators come out in mass. And I'm hearing stories of that right now in Ukraine, that a lot of the women and the children, especially the young girls, the teenage young girls, are being told, oh, come with us. We're going to evacuate you to a safe place only to be picked up by sex traffickers from uh, Serbia and Chechnya and uh, some of the surrounding uh, communities. Because East Europe is just highly known for its sex trafficking of its girls and how babies are being sold and how all these really evil predatory processes that are going on inside Ukraine are starting to come to light. And as I say that to you, think about all the people who are just totally gung-ho on what wonderful people the Ukrainians are. And there's so much evil going on in that country. Now, I'm not saying that's the reason to go to war. What I'm saying is that when there is a war, when there is a breakdown, awesome, heroic people show up, but also desperate, psychotic, sociopathic dark, traumatized, evil people show up and there's nobody to check them, keep them in check because they weren't, they were operating, you know, below the horizon and now that's all coming to light. But amid chaos, everything kind of goes out the door and, or the window. And when people who are wired to run away or to freeze up, they don't want to look at a predator in the eye and stand their ground. They just want to see the person that's offering them salvation, offering them a way out. And truly, you know, that's why we've gotten into this mess in the country, in the world in the first place, because not enough people who are capable of standing up to darkness have done so. Because the people who are wired to do it burn out. I burned out. You know, the, the system does nothing but persecute you. People who are primarily freezing up, running away people often want to kill the person or lock the person or demonize the person or uh, attack the person that is most trying to help them. Instead of looking at the predator that's trying to hurt them, they attack the person who's trying to help them. And we have that, you know, in one of our most primary stories of, you know, at the trial of Jesus, right? Do you want to hang him or do you want to hang Barnabas, the murderer and the thief? Oh, let's let Barnabas go and let's hang up Jesus. And there is no logic involved in that. There is no common sense. There is no statistics or facts that say, okay, well, this would make sense why to do that. There's only this overwhelming emotional response to a nervous system that says, I can't look at danger. And so by default, 
I pick the predator. And I told you that when I heard that study, that was so shocking to me that even in a blind study, most people intuitively pick the predator over any level of integrity. And so when these bad things happen, it's not about the predator. It's about all the people unwilling to look because most people who are predator also have a high degree of self-preservation. We see that in nature. Animals do not attack because they're bored and they have nothing else to do. They only put themselves in harm's way when they think they can win or if they're going to fight to the death because they're protecting something they value more. And that's what was surprising to me. I couldn't even watch the whole fight between the mama lion who was protecting her four cubs against the two male lions. And the two male lions had already killed one of her babies. And so she had three left and she would fight to the death. She got pretty beat up as I sort of fast forward to the end because I thought they were going to kill her and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for the underdog. But she hurt both of those young, strong males as a middle-aged mommy and sent them on their way because she had nothing to lose. She was going to get her baby, she and her babies would be killed if she didn't fight to the death. And those two young males had everything to lose because their life was only dependent on their ability to win that fight. And if they didn't win that fight, they could just trot off. They had a nice pride with all kinds of other mommies that they had to mess around with that uh, would help feed them. And it was just not worth it. They wouldn't invest. And that's sort of what you have to remember that a predator has an overwhelming sense of self-preservation and they only go after the ones they think they can get without any repercussions to themselves. And I think we forget that. We see uh, the evil around us as all powerful and yet we look at the people in charge and they're just tiny, old, fragile humans uh, that may or may not be possessed, right? Who knows what's actually going on inside of them, but their bodies are just tiny, old, fragile bodies that I would even be happy to take on. Those guys, I think Klaus Schwab, I can't see him even knowing how to lift his arms up and throw a punch. I just see him as running away and collapsing. And Predators don't fight to the death. Uh, Wired for Danger will fight to the death, but I'm I'm bringing this up because just because you're wired a way that has integrity doesn't mean other people are, but they can have that same nervous system as you, which is why uh, I was thinking about this guy who lives uh, within proximity who is a predator and how he stays away from me intuitively or not. I don't know if it's a conscious thought for him, but he sees me as a threat to what he wants. And that's the stuff on this property. Not because I'm going to get it, but because if something happens to the owner, there would be nobody else here. And now I am here and I'm not stupid. And I would he knows that he can't con me. And he knows that intuitively, even though we've never had a conversation, whatever the owner has said to him, whatever, like two seconds in my presence gave him enough to know I am not somebody he's going to be able to take advantage of. Now, have I been taken advantage of? Absolutely. I think that one of the most powerful things we learn is to be on the receiving end of being 
bested by a predator. And we call that being a victim. And I don't like to think in terms of victimization. I think of that as, uh, okay, I have a lesson to learn there. Uh, I have a boundary I did not put up. Uh, I had a, an energy system that had a hole in it that allowed somebody to get in without my permission. And so I take responsibility for that. And I encourage you to start to start thinking more practically that way because right now uh, in America at least, most of the true predatory behavior has occurred in the shadows, uh, in the uh, low socioeconomic areas, uh, in places where people uh, have some mental slowness. Uh, but it's social media that's really putting all this stuff out in full view. And people are in shock. Uh, you know, I think the only positives I've seen are the parents who are going to the school boards, which personally I would say just withdraw all your money and your funding uh, of the schools, right? Just shut those things down and create systems that work. And the doctors, you know, the doctors, not in great numbers, but under threat of losing their license because they understand that what's been happening is predatory and they're trying to save lives. And so they're willing to take the slings and arrows trying to get the truth out. But you have a whole other group of people who's just screaming and yelling about all these bad things that are happening out in the world. And I would say 95% of the people are invested in that activity and that does nothing to a predator. That does nothing. They don't care what you say about them. There's no threat. There's no existential life threat to them if you just call them a name. They have longevity. They They are so embedded in every system around this world. They can do whatever they want and they know that and the more chaos they create, the more damage they create within those chaotic systems is when they can can get more power. And we talked about the, you know, the power addiction model when I talked about, you know, World War III is much like an addiction. But I really just, like I said, that flashed for me this morning, the importance of understanding what a predator really is. And a predator is never going to face you in the ring with rules and the lights shining on them. They're going to slink around and they're going to go after the weak, the vulnerable, the submissive, and the fearful. And the fearful are people who freeze up and people who run away. They're so afraid of conflict or uh, not being liked or some kind of energy directed at them that challenges them that they can't stand it they have to run away they have to freeze up they have to disassociate or they have to go along that's the Stockholm syndrome so we have all these examples of the psychology of the history we've seen movies we've read books we've had millions of tv shows But what we haven't had is a pretty frank conversation in this world about how all of our systems are inhabited by predators with an overriding system that has been orchestrated by predators. Uh, And I believe, you know, there's many systems on top of that and that their mandate is their own personal survival at any cost 
but they're also weak and they are in their own way fearful and their own way submissive. And I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said, right, the only uh, tyranny will only exist to the degree that good men allow it. And these are not the kind of people that will face you separate from the great big system behind them. And we're seeing that, you know, in the court systems, you can't win. In the healthcare systems, you can't win. I mean, listening to people having to go to their court to get permission to have a drug like ivermectin, which has had billions and billions of doses given around the world with no negative side effect, which has won a Nobel Prize. And you can, and the healthcare system is refusing to allow a dying person their own wish or the family's wish. Now, they'll happily unplug you from the ventilator and kill you, but when you're trying to fight for your life, the whole system crashes down on you because if the precedent is set, right, there's that ant movie. If one ant figures out what to do, it's all over. And unfortunately, things are so progressed, it takes more than one ant. But what I'm seeing is that most people are so overwhelmed that there's not enough people that can stand up to the predatory behavior. And so I really don't see any way but a collapse. It's just gone on for too long. And that's why I made the video the other day about uh, just sort of letting go and start to build the systems that you need to survive with or without any kind of nuke this weekend. But the reality is, is that predators will never risk their own life. They will just slink away and go start to prey on somebody else. Uh, you know, I saw that in domestic violence or stalking cases. So, you know, a, a domestic violence person he, they don't hit just anybody. You'd say he, but there's just as many women, I think, these days. They don't hit just anybody. They only hit people who allow themselves to be hit. Anybody that's a threat to them, they will go on their merry way. And the reason for that is because they cannot stand the weakness in the other, so they hate the weakness in themselves. They're attacking the weakness. They're attacking the submission. They hate it within themselves. And it's hard to look at people who are, you know, in charge and billionaires and uh, perpetrating evil thinking that they hate themselves because they're weak. But that's exactly the underlying issue. Now that doesn't help us, but other than it just reinforces the idea that uh, the only way to make it go away is to stand up and shine light because they will do anything to save their own skin. They don't care about your life. They just want power and control. And if they can, if they feel threatened at any point in time, they will run away. That's why they have all their underground escape pods. They have all their underground or off uh, continent islands where they can run and hide. And eventually, if not now, off world colonies, right? Is it Elysium where they do that? I, I didn't see that movie. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I believe this is a real issue uh, that we are facing at this moment in time. And for those of you who are wired for danger, and I don't know how many who actually listen to this are, uh, you know what I'm talking about. 
when there's that part of you that just the switch flips and you do not want to be on the other side. But that is predatory. That is part of wire for danger, but it is not exclusive to wire to danger. Uh, it is a, it is a nervous system response, but the difference is the predator who is evil collapses in the face of danger. The predator who believes in good and heroic behavior activates in the face of danger. But it's that same nervous system response pushing forward when there's no resistance. Uh, I keep calling it pushing forward uh, to move civilization forward and face the truth. Uh, but the dark side is pushing forward for more control and more submissiveness and more power. So just some heavy talk, but man, if we do, when things break, you are going to see all kinds of predators come out of the woodwork. And um, if you are not on guard and willing to um, stand up, you will be fodder for their collection let's just say so all right well I'm going to wind down there because it's a half an hour and that's a lot to think about it's heavy but you know I think when I'm doing this with you all I can think of is what's important what's important what's important and yelling about the people at the top is not important what's important is you 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 and so I want you to be prepared in ways that nobody else is really talking about so deep breath my friends and hopefully there will be no nuclear war and I will see you Monday which is our next time